Welcome to the Lug Nuts Podcast. It's what the Bible says. Good morning and welcome to episode eight of the Lug Nuts Podcast. I'm getting this number down now. Good man. I'm, I'm like remembering. Good man. Uh, today I'm actually joined by Kenny, the one and only. He's back. I'm back. I he, feel better. He is alive. <laughs> He's he, alive. Can, there's no doll taking his place this time. <laughs> No doll could ever take Kenny's place. That's true, though. Yeah. And and Joe. Hello. And Steve, as always. As always. Yeah, that's what we had last We had Captain Kirk sitting in Kenny's chair last, last week. So uh, let's start off the conversation this morning. And I kind of gave you guys a little bit of a heads up. Who are some people that you have been taught that you just don't talk back to? You just don't question them. Doesn't make any difference what's going on, whether you think they're right, they're wrong, whatever. You just go, nah, you just just kind of be silent. So, Joe, we're going to go to you first. Uh, who's somebody you think, ah, you just don't question those people? Well, I'm going to go with the government. Okay. Whether you like it or not, there's nothing you can do. Okay. You, you have to listen to them. All right. Kenny, how about you? Who's somebody you go, ah, you just don't question those people? Well, anyone in authority, being mm-hmm. parents, president, anyone in government, mostly mm-hmm. I was going to go mostly for parents. You're taught from a young age that your parents are, are right, no matter if they're actually wrong or not. <laughs> they're right, no uh-huh. matter and what they say goes. Wrong. Right? Right? So, Nick, how about you? Anybody's- oh, I'm going to say police officers. I've had my fair share of encounters with them. <laughs> <laughs> you don't mess with them. You just don't. They tell you to do something, you do it. So that's my that's my answer. Right, right. I think you, you guys, in, you know, Encompass it all as far as, as people who are in authority are usually people that you just don't talk back to. Well, this is kind of a heavy topic this morning because we want to talk about coming on the tail of uh, last uh, Sunday's um, podcast when we, it was the gut punch. Um, what happens when something difficult or hard comes into your life and you're just kind of questioning God? Because I think... We have maybe been taught that God is sovereign, God is supreme, and you know whatever happens, happens, and you just don't talk back to God at all. Have you guys ever heard of that before? Okay, kind of, you know, okay. tell me about, you know, what, what, what do you think when you think about, do I talk back to God? It seems very wrong. I mean, just like questioning his purpose and plan for you, because you always hear that he has a greater plan and greater purpose for what he's doing for you. So to question that would be kind of like putting god in question and that's like a whole different kind of thing like you know so yeah yeah kenny or, Nick, or uh, joey the one of you guys any chime in on that can i just say ditto to what nick said <laughs> that's joe's line <laughs> joe's well, always the ditto I, guy. I i took joe's line all right sorry well josiah you right. wanna... fine kenny <laughs> see how it is that's how it is so yeah i think that you know we are taught, you know, as far as authority is concerned, we don't talk back to authority, don't question authority. But then when it comes to God, you go, oh, man, I don't know. Is there a right or wrong way? So loaded question, is it all right to share your feelings with God when you don't understand what's going on and you would like some answers? What do you guys think? I, yes. I would say absolutely. A yes, a yes, and Kenny? Uh, absolutely. And absolutely. And I would agree with you guys. There are some principles in the Bible that we want to take a look at today 
to kind of help guide us, because if we would take a look in the scriptures, we would see that there are all kinds of folks that are just having situations that happen as far as God is concerned, and they are now um, wanting to express as far as their feelings towards God is concerned. So i got five different principles I'd encourage you to maybe get out a piece of paper and jot these down, and uh, I'm going to let the guys read today as far as uh, we're going to put them to work today. I'm tired of just being the guy, you know, these guys are just kind of still, they're still just sitting there looking beautiful today, as they always do. <laughs> oh, shucks. <laughs> you know, we all have faces for radio, and so, uh, <laughs> yeah, so anyway, so uh, here's, here's the first point, first principle, and that is, we need to reaffirm God's sovereignty. And so, Nick, you want to go ahead and read First Chronicles 29, 11 for me? Absolutely. Yours, Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the splendor and the majesty, for everything in the heavens and on earth belongs to you. Yours, Lord, is the kingdom, and you are exalted as head over all. Right. You know, again, it's something that's that word sovereign that we use all the time, and, and we, we think, you know, it talks about being in control, the one who's calling the shots. Um, and, and quite honestly, don't we just like to be in control? Oh, man, it's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, but when control kind of flies out the window or the idol of comfort, you know, and things are hard, you know, usually you'll go with the flow if, if what's going on, you maybe not don't agree with it, you go, eh, it's, it's okay. But when something really kind of crosses you sideways and you're going, I don't get that at all. And at that point in time, we begin to question God's character. Mm. We begin to question mm. God's character. So... Um, talk to me about, let's think about what are some of the characteristics of God that you would say we need to be thinking about when life doesn't make sense. We're going to talk about God's sovereignty. What are some characteristics of God that we would go, okay, um, yeah, he's in control, and now I'll, I'll give you the first one. Okay, he's a trustworthy God. Okay? He is a God that we can trust. What's some of the other characteristics you guys might be thinking about when it comes to God's sovereignty? I'm going to say wise. Okay. Wisdom, something along the lines of that. He's, he knows all. He knows it all. Right. Yeah, he does. He's trustworthy. He's a, he's a wise God. What else? Anything else you guys can think of when it comes to God's sovereignty concerning the situation where you go, man, that was a gut punch? Well, if it's a situation where you really need it, he's a comforting God. Good. Good. Yeah, yeah, he is. Josiah, anything going on over there? <laughs> I would say ultimately he loves you as yeah. well. That's he's a loving God. You guys are like you're, you're lug nuts, but man, you guys come up with some really good answers <laughs> <laughs> this morning. That's for sure, you know. Because what happens is is we begin to question God's character when we question His sovereignty. Because quite honestly, I think sometimes don't we think God owes us an explanation? Mm. Mm. Yeah, we yeah. have an inflated view of self sometimes. Like God owes me. An explanation, and when I get to thinking that way, it's not that that there's any wrong with questioning, but I just go back to His creative power. I just think about the universe that's spinning around, the human body, all of the complexities, and go, uh, "Yeah, I'm now going to say, God, you're in control." I mean, what would this world be like if the four of us were in control? Oh, probably not that great. <laughs> it would probably not go very well. <laughs> There would be a world? There would be a world. There would be a world. So here's principle number one, is that when you get a gut punch, 
don't forget that God is in control. He is sovereign and refrain from questioning his character. Here's number two. I'm going to reject the temptation to accuse God of evil. And Ken, you want to read uh, Mark 10, 18 there for me, please? Sure. Why do you call me good? Jesus asked him. No one is good except God alone. Okay. God is the one. He is alone good. Where does temptation come from? According to the book of James. Is it your heart? A heart is one. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes we're our own worst enemy. Okay. Where else does temptation come from? It's three places. Us, number one. Have we ever heard the, the phrase, I'm my own worst enemy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Temptation comes from, from within. Okay. What's a couple others that you guys can think of? I mean, spitballing. I'm going to say Satan. Satan? You're spitballing? <laughs> just spitballing. I'm, I mean. I'm, I'm glad I'm not across from you on the spitballing there. You know, Josiah needs a little towel right now to wipe off. Okay. Yeah, I would say us and Satan. And there's a third one where temptation comes from. It is the world. The people around us have a tendency. You know, the Bible talks about the fact of us, the world, and Satan. All right. And James talks about that there is a progress as far as sin and temptation is concerned, but God is never the author of evil. He is never. So when we think about the things that are happening, um, we've got to immediately default to, now, does God allow uh, trials and difficult situations to come into our life? Sure he does. Sure he does. But is he the author of evil? Is he out there just presenting something that he knows that we're going to fail at? What's the answer? Absolutely no, not. Never. He's never not. So number two is we want to reject the temptation to accuse God of evil. Number three, we need to recognize our limited ability to fathom God's ways. And Josiah, you want to read Deuteronomy 29, 29. Sure. It says, The hidden things belong to the Lord our God, but the revealed things belong to us and our children forever, so that we may follow all the words of this law. Okay, so the Bible says in Deuteronomy 29, 29, and this is a verse that is very helpful to me, that there are some things that, what did your uh, version say, Josiah? Hidden? Hidden. Hidden things. Mine says secret things. Okay, there are just some things that belong to God that, quite honestly, we're never going to figure out. We're not going to happen. And again, it kind of goes back to number one, because God is sovereign and I'm not, and God doesn't owe me an explanation to everything that, that happens. There are some secret things that belong to God that I'm never going to understand. Now, is that easy to um, absorb or is that easy to accept, that there are just some things I'm never going to understand? No, because no. I think just a general human thing is you want to know everything. Even if it's not good for you to know, you want to know everything. Yeah, sometimes, you know, what the, the first question a lot of people ask in the midst of tragedy is, why? Why? You know, and again, it's not that there's anything wrong with thinking about why, but the whole why question just begs the idea of the fact I have to know. And it's interesting, Nick, I think you're right. Sometimes I'm not so sure if I knew the why, that'd be very helpful. No. Uh, and sometimes maybe God is just protecting me from that because he knows that if you knew <laughs> what was going on, it might be more hurtful than, than helpful. And so there are some secret things that belong to God, but the second part of that verse says that there are things that are revealed to us. 
Now let's stop and think about what is the only thing that you need revealed to you today when it comes to your eternal soul? What is the only thing that you need to have revealed to you today? Jesus. Jesus. Another spitball. Nice. Okay. That's right. Is the Bible fuzzy about what it means to have a relationship with Jesus Christ? What's the answer? No. Not at all. No. No, not at all. So just shoot me some verses off the cuff. Spitball me here. Okay. So what are some verses that you would just say, okay, that, that are verses that you would say, okay, uh, that I understand what the Bible talks about. Uh, and somebody better go quick, really fast, because it's a verse that's in the end zone of all the football games. It is? John 3, 16. There you go, Kenny. Good man. Which says? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have an everlasting life. Right. Okay. And so as I look at Deuteronomy 29, 29, it says there are some things that I'm never going to understand. But there are also things that have been revealed to me. And the most important thing that I need to be revealed to me today is how to have a personal relationship with the God of this universe. So at the end of the day, is it important that I understand why this tragedy happened to me? Yeah, it'd be nice, but is it really important that I understand that? No. No. What's really important is that I understand how to get to heaven someday and have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. So mm. point three is this. Recognize my ability sometimes to live it. Now, I don't understand. I may never going to understand, but God has made crystal clear Really, the only thing that we really need to understand, that's how to have a relationship with him. All right, number four, express your thoughts and feelings with reverence and submission. Nick, you uh, got Psalm 62, 8. You want to read that for me, please? Oh, sure. Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts before him. God is our refuge. Right. And again, I just got down my notes. Do not vent or demand. Nothing wrong with pouring your heart out to God, especially if you read through the Psalms, David, as far as, you know, as he's pouring his heart out to, to God, as far as what's going on, I don't understand this, God, but you never really see him um, become demanding. Now, an, an instance that you do have where you, you get somebody who kind of crosses the line, but you might understand, is Job. There's some times, Job's kind of a messy book, because Job, you know, has all these things going on in his life, and, and initially... He's sitting on this dung heap, and he's kind of scraping all the wounds off of him with a piece of pottery, and he's got his friends all around. But then you, you go for a while, and Job says, uh, I, I'm, I'm not too happy with what's going on here, God. You know, what is, is happening? And if you read Job chapter 40, 41, and 42, God answers Job in a pretty direct way because Job's kind of complaining at that point in time. And here's God's first question to Job. Job, where were you when I started it all and set it all out? <laughs> Just where were you? Where were you? And, and, and so the Lord goes through, I think, three chapters of just kind of talking about his sovereignty, his goodness. And in Job 42, I think about verse 4 or 5, Job just kind of puts his hand over his mouth and he says, uh, and I'm paraphrasing here. Uh, I, I really shouldn't have spoke. <laughs> I'm going to put my hands on my mouth now and just shut up. Because, God, you are supreme. You are good. So, all that to say, bad example sometimes of Job. Now, let's cut Job some slack, too. Crying out loud. The, the guy's miserable. You know, past miserable. And so, But I'm not saying that it's okay, but we're saying it, the human part of him. But let's just remember that if we get a gut punch, and life doesn't make any sense, let's refrain from venting, because sometimes that's what, that's what the world would tell you. You just need to vent. 
you know, just need to, you know, there's nothing wrong with expressing, having somebody talking with another person, but venting just means I'm just angry, just venting, just whatever, or demanding from God. You know, if I don't understand what's going on here, then I'm not going to do whatever. And so uh, just be very, very careful. So point number four is just express your thoughts and feelings with reverence and submission. Here's number five. Be open to God's purpose on trials. And Kenny, you got Genesis chapter 50, verse 20 there. You planned evil against me. God planned it for good to bring about present, re- bring about the present result, the survival of many people. Right. Okay. So that's that whole story of Joseph, and and you know that starts in Genesis thirty-seven and goes to the end of, of the chapter. Joseph's brothers are really really mean to him, but God uses it and works it in such a way that there's this huge famine and the nations are going to be saved as far as the famine because God works it out as far as Joseph to be. Uh, in command there, and and so the point is, is that you guys, and that's Joseph speaking to his brothers, said, meant it for evil. You guys are just being mean, but God had a purpose. God had a purpose, okay? And so this is what I say in counseling to folks many times. Don't waste your trial. Mm. Don't waste your trial. I'm not saying that you're glad for it. I'm not saying that it's easy. But don't waste it, because what is God allowing, according to James, the purpose of of trials? Consider pure joy, my brothers, when you face trials of many kinds, because you know the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And I think, even though you guys are the lug nuts, you guys want to be the sharpest lug nuts in the box. Am I correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. I know you guys are. I know you guys are. Now, do, does that passage mean, okay, God will then pour it on? What do you think? Oh, no. No, no. no. I never asked God to pour it on. <laughs> <laughs> I've read enough in the Bible. <laughs> I've seen him swamp the whole Egyptian army <laughs> in the Red Sea. No, sir, I don't want you to pour it on at all. But I also would say, God, don't, don't release me from this trial too soon. Don't release me from this. I want, to, I want to learn from you in the midst of all that. So is there anything wrong with saying why in the midst of a trial? I don't think so. But what's a better question when I'm in the midst of a trial? What is God trying to teach me? Yeah, God, what are you trying to teach me here? What are you trying to teach me? And so don't rescue me from this trial. So our fifth point is this. We need to be open to God's purpose in trials. So pretty heavy topic today, but I hope it's a good one to help us all out as far as that just some you know, some different points, and, and they may all apply uh, at, at a particular situation or maybe one or two or whatever, but at least it kind of helps us either personally or if we got a friend who's really struggling, how could we do, and this is another title, you know, we could call this uh, Don't Talk Back, or I like to call this Holy Lamenting. Hmm. Holy Lamenting. How do I lament in, in a holy way? So, hey, thanks for listening to the Lug Nut Podcast for Nick and Kenny, and Joe, Pastor Steve. And as always, don't forget, Jesus loves you, and so So do do we. we. So do we. Hey, everyone. It's Joe from the Lugnuts Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did and you want to hear more, you can find all of our podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. Check out our website at ccflugnutspodcast.com. 
There you'll find all of our podcasts and more exciting information on us and the podcast. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram by searching the Lugnuts Podcast. Hope you have a great day, and remember, Jesus loves you, and so do we.